Yes, and welcome back to Friends with Black People. I am one half of your podcast host. I'm Jason, and I am the other half. I am James. What is going on? Yes, just an amazing combo of Jays on your podcast. That was weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, as every week, we're brought to you by Bert Inc., the middle class high life experience. You can catch them at the Alchemy of Art every first Thursday. Um, a pop-up shop will be there for all your Vert Ink needs. Also, it will be a dope art installation at the Alchemy of Art. Check it out sometime. And this brings us to episode six. The one with the butt. That was a interesting title. Very interesting title. Yeah, I, I, I wonder what it's what it's about. Um, yeah, this episode originally aired on October 27th, 1994. Still topping the Billboard Top 100 was Boys to Men. Uh, I'll make love to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, but on the top hip-hop and R&B charts, there was a new contender, Brandy. I want to be down. Bam! How you love that? Yeah. Uh, a song that I'm not going to say that it necessarily... Uh, well, no, it holds no place in my heart. But I can remember at the time relating to the lyrics of Brandy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Hey, man, 94 was 12 years old. Yeah. Like, or, or, or not necessarily relating personally, but hoping that there was a girl out there that relate those lyrics for me. Young 94 love. If that makes any sense, like, yeah. I'm not saying that I want to be down, but I want a girl to want to be down with me. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I feel, I, no, I was the same way. I really, what, let's see, 94, it was like late sixth grade, like seventh grade, starting to like develop those feelings towards girls. And I'm just like, oh man sitting in that class looking at that one girl and just like man hope she want to be down with me but anyway we digress didn't need the sensitive voice there james yeah I, <laughs> yeah i did hit y'all with the ralph tres vent yeah <laughs> i'm back now i'm back now <clears throat> a little too much sensitivity for this podcast but <laughs> okay but, but becomes episode six which starts with something different instead of the coffee shop starts in the theater Wanna go see one one of Joey's plays? He's talking about how Joey's play sucks. And he comes out in a funny voice. I'm not sure he's supposed to be like uh a particular uh psychiatrist who know about. Like he's supposed to be Sigmund Freud or something. I don't know. But then he starts singing and dancing. The pl- play's for the suck. He does quick funny line, quick joke. Uh yeah, and that's how it starts out. I really like it, but that's nothing new here. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to sound like Lord Jamar on a <laughs> DJ Vlad uh, interview. Like, I hate everything about this. <laughs> uh, but then, I guess the episode really starts and plays over, and then Chandler starts scheming on something. Because it's a girl, by a woman by herself in the theater. He's shook. He's trying to figure out how to go about it. Then the rest of the friends there are just talking about him, thinking about the girl in an empty theater very loudly. So you know what? She can probably hear you talking about her. 
yeah i i was wondering that myself like you know and you weren't far away it wasn't like i was sitting like on opposite sides of like a uh like an auditorium it was literally a room probably about almost the size of where we're recording right now yeah so it was was a matchbox theater but as someone who who was performing the room that size support the productions that i put on put on in those size theater you get an intimate feeling about everything going on sure enough support them (laughs) just like you, you should support this podcast but i digress um, so then Chandler approaches, gets nervous, says nothing, but surprisingly, the girl's interested. Uh, now, this pretty much fulfills the, the writer's fantasy. Being head of heels for a girl, saying nothing to her, and it's still working out in the end for you. I'm pretty sure that's, honestly, the writers, that's every man's fantasy. <laughs> yeah. That the most beautiful girl in the world just finds you irresistible, no matter how bad you mess up. Yeah, pretty much. Cause yeah. he, he fucked up. He didn't say anything. Like, like it was like, "Hey, I'm Chandler." Hey, like anyway, I, I have no idea where that pressure came from. But um, yeah. So then, um, Joy's play sucks. Talk, talking to Joy about how, how bad his play was. Um, then Chandler comes back like, "I did it, I did it." And then of course, an agent left a card with Chandler to give to Joey, introducing the B plot. I wonder what what that's gonna take us. Uh, nowhere good so <laughs> <laughs> like is it ever is it ever anywhere good but we just sit back and watch and watch how it unfolds yeah, unfortunately for me so then next day at the coffee shop Chandler tells them about the date that he went on although when it goes to like the flashback the date is in the coffee shop that they're in at the moment and considering that they always seem to be in the coffee shop the thought that his, he'd have a date in the coffee shop that they wouldn't just be at anyway I thought it was funny but then this is when I guess the uh, the plot thickens. Um, Chandler finds out that old girl I can't remember what her name was that right? What name that was? Her name was Aurora. Aurora. Yeah. <laughs> I know why I forgot that because that's the word process. That's how I use the work, and it's terrible. Anyway, <laughs> he's talking. He's talking to her, and this is when he finds out that she's married, has a boyfriend, and basically she's in it for one thing. Uh. Chandler found the freak, like, you know what, go for a homie. Uh, of course, Monica and Phoebe start hating, but uh, but I will say that, that they at least directly address that this plot line is the uh, a male fantasy that, first of all, Super Girl, that you can't even talk to, somehow still wants to talk to you, then when you do talk to her, she bought that action, yeah, she bought that action, boss. Yeah, so I mean, hey, shout out to you, Chandler. You know why she's here. But uh, then go back to to the apartment and Rachel cleaned up, and that's an accomplishment. She's happy. But then you get the joke about uh, I guess Monica's has OCD because she moved she moved to Green Ottoman, but not supposed to move not supposed to move to Green Ottoman. And a bunch of jokes about moving the green ottoman or whatever. But Monica doesn't have OCD. She's just very neat or whatever this is. Eh. Like, do you have anything about this moment of the episode? This was a... I found it to be a very... I found it to be interesting because the apartment already came off as tidy. So the fact that Rachel said that she cleaned it, I looked, as I was looking at the set, I'm like, it really didn't seem like a whole lot was done. 
to give it the appearance that she's like sure enough did some cleaning. Um, yeah, and then it's just like it's like knowing now that Monica is a neat freak. Um, I don't know. It just had me. It just I was just like, okay, all right. I guess more character development, or lack of a for lack of a better term, you know, trying to be like, hey, here she is. Here's this character now. We know that she's a cook. We know that she's a chef. They're always at her crib, but she likes to keep things clean. But anyway, yeah, so. I mean, a, a, a chef that's neat. I'm cool with that. Yeah, right. Uh, but then they bring up scenarios like uh, a phone bill that hasn't paid uh, immediately, um, laundry detergent without the easy pour spout, uh, a drink on a a drink with no coaster, and she panics. Like okay. Yeah, she almost uh, flipped a fucking lid on that one. Yeah, I mean, I there are things that annoy me. I mean, these things aren't necessarily things that annoy me, but I mean, if I'm so wearing somebody that doesn't use a coaster on a drink, I'm kind of like, okay, that's that that's disrespecting that person's friendship. But <laughs> you're like, it ain't mine. So yeah, I mean, well, but and I, and I, I dance on OCD. So then this is when Joey talks to his agent, and he got him a part in the new Pacino movie, No Audition. So I was like, so I knew this wouldn't end well. And you find out why the name has its title. Yeah. Do you want to, be, do, you want to do the honor of this? Yes, I would love to because Joey is going to be playing the part of Al Pacino's ass in the shower. So yeah. he's the stunt ass, the, I guess. The butt double? But Yeah. And okay, now, I've seen my fair share of Pacino movies. Um... I'm not sure how many Pacino movies even ever had a shot of him from behind in the shower. Right. Why you would need that shot in the movie, I don't know. Uh, I, I understand it's for a joke, but I think there are other ways you could have set up something like that. But once again, I'm just complaining to be complaining now. Yeah, and honestly, when I was watching this, I thought to myself, you know what? I think I'd rather be saying more about Chandler's situation than Joey's butt story. Or even uh, how OCD Monica is. Truthfully, this could have been 22 minutes of just going into the details of Chandler's storyline. Yeah, because old girl had a husband. She had a boyfriend. She's all about that dick action right now. Apparently, it's been about just the dick action. So, yeah. It's interesting because you see how Chandler's like, look, I got a good thing going on here, apparently. I'm not going to fuck this up. But we start to see that, okay, she's coming over to the crib. She's going to spend the night. So he got some things to make breakfast, you know, some things to make breakfast. Yeah, well, well, first of all, before we even get there, I'm thinking about this. But instead of us going right in to some more about Chandler's situation. The next time we see Chandler, he runs into the bathroom while Joey's moisturizing his butt. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Didn't need that. But, go back to uh, Chandler getting ready to fuck everything up. Yeah, so Chandler's in the crib, like it's the next morning, and, you know, they, you know, did whatever. They wake up, and, uh, you know, she's... Aurora gets up and says, you know, oh, snap, you know, I got to leave. You know, I got to go. So Chandler's like, you know, what for? I thought, you know, you and I were going to be kicking it all day or whatever. She's like, yeah, no, I got to go see Andrew. Yeah. 
Then Chandler, of course, follows up with, who is Andrew? Come to find out, Andrew is just a guy that she just met while she was fucking with Chandler. Now, given, okay, if Chandler had questions about, I, mean, I guess, uh, is she the protection of all these dudes? Or, <laughs> like, there, there are questions that could be asked about, but when you, you knew, you knew what you got when you, when you signed up for this. Yeah. On the first day, she said she was married with a boyfriend. So for you to start getting pressed now, like, nah, dude, you you picked the wrong time, bro. Yeah, you losing. You picked the picked the wrong time to get pressed. Yeah. And then he then he starts saying how, well, you know, these other three guys, meaning him, her husband, and her boyfriend, they're all that she needs to be satisfied. And how plenty of women would do anything they could to get these guys to satisfy them. So basically, that's just telling you that Chandler is starting to catch feelings. Starting to catch feelings when all it could have been is just him smashing, smashing, knocking down old girl. But no, he catches feelings. Yeah, and oh, 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 but let's not forget, in between these uh, epiphanies Chandler's having, you have to have this scene where Joey's doing too much acting as a butt double. Y'all heard him right. Too much acting as a butt double. Yeah, so... This man is in the shower clenching his butt cheeks. Yeah, so... And the director's oh, like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, so, so funny. But then it comes it comes back to Chandler and this BS morality play. It's like, yo, you guys ain't what you asked for. Like, yo, just shut up, go with it. And know what? If you get over it, like, that's cool. Everybody changes. But you're complaining about the, about the very thing that you got, got, in, got into it for. Right. Like, this bogus, like... Morality play, man. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, just shut up. Do you. And let that be that. Nah. He didn't want that. He wasn't satisfied with just that. There was. He was not satisfied with it. He was not content with it. He wanted to. He wanted to just keep old girl just for the for the three of them. So I guess it would be a love, not even a triangle, because she already had three cats on the side. She already had one main and two cats on the side. So with her included, I guess it was like a square. It's a love duh, square. Duh. See, but you didn't... Love. Love wasn't involved in that. And that was off the break. It was a pussy square then. They were... Well, that's the way to put it. Uh, I wouldn't... I mean... <laughs> Sorry to be so crass yeah, and tactless yeah, on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a phrase you've coined. Now, now, now that will catch on. I doubt it. But... No, uh it won't. Yeah. <laughs> so then, ultimately, back to the apartment... Chandler's looking to his friends for support about what happened, and I guess because early on they were like they were trying to explain well, this old man wants, and I guess found out that no, a man needs more. Not saying that isn't entirely true, but like you knew what you were getting into. Like if my friend came to me with came came to me like this soon after, like the initial uh like I did well the, the initial plan or the initial uh day with her and which it came out like yo like shorty about about this cool cause you figure this whole the whole plot line lasted from Joey getting a call up in a butt double getting fired for being a butt double in this so it hasn't been like months or years in which maybe some stuff could develop or something could change it was pretty recent from like yo this is great to catch your feelings so 
Yeah, that just annoyed me. Yeah. And and then it, now given, I recognize the last episode, it was shown that Phoebe's uh mouthpiece is amazing. She's breaking up with people easily. But exactly what was her purpose in the show? Like in this episode, she might have had a few lines, and that was it. Like, and I understand that it's an ensemble cast, so everybody can't have a shine, can't shine all the time. But through these first episodes, I'm failing to to understand why they brought her into the show. Yeah, at this point, um, at this point, I don't really know. I don't know. I just feel like they they really didn't need to have every character in every episode at this up in, at this point. But I guess what they're doing, I guess they're trying to have like recognition, like character recognition whatever i'm i don't i don't know the term i'm pretty sure i'm wrong yeah, i don't i don't know i mean look maybe the, the characters grow into something else i'm sure i hope they do it's terrible but then we get to the very end when it's addressing like, like monica's neatness and then monica leaves the shoes outside well leaves the shoes like in the living room goes to bed and like oh it's so crazy monica's changing and of course it's your end of monica staying up all night thinking about the shoes that she left out there. Uh, now, for some odd reason, I had seen that before. Now, why Now, why I saw the credits this episode before, but not the episode, I don't know. But I can remember thinking, like, okay, that's not funny. But, yeah. <laughs> you, saw the, you saw the ending of it and was like, what the fuck? This shit ain't funny. And then now you go back and saw the beginning of it. You was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Like, I understand what it is. But it's still not funny. Yeah, I still didn't, like, enjoy it. But, yeah. <sighs> well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Friends with Black People. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at FWBPPOD um, or email us at Gmail at uh, fwbppod at gmail.com. You can follow me, one half of this excellent hosting team, at uh, on Twitter or Instagram at C-E-N-T-S-82. And you can catch me out there on Twitter, out there on Instagram. Uh, both names are the same. JQ since 82. J-Q-S-I-N-C-E-82. Um, yeah, this episode really didn't annoy me just so much as it just kind of had me scratching my head a little bit. I really wasn't annoyed by this episode like I was in the episode prior. But, um, I was just scratching my head a little bit like, hmm, like interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, whatever. Judging episodes on scales of annoying, um, now, hmm, was this the most annoying episode overall? No. Now, I will say my annoyance peaked with Chandler fucking up something that was laid out on a platform. Yeah, that was hot sex on the platter for real. Yeah, but an overall annoyance. No, there there had been more annoying episodes. Oh, and there are more episodes, people. Just to put that out there. Just to put that out there. We're in season one, so you know there are more. But um, yeah. We want to uh, leave y'all with that. Something to marinate on. Something to chew on. Um, we'll be back next week. So uh, stick around. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. And uh, catch y'all later. And All right? And don't ruin a good thing. Don't ruin a good thing. Chandler. Exactly. Peace. <laughs>